1: Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960, WSBT, WSBTradio.com, the WSBT Radio app, and on Twitch as Darren Pritchett talks Notre Dame football recruiting with Blue and Gold Illustrated Insider, Mike Singer.
2: Well, right now we're in a dead period for Notre Dame football recruiting, but. That doesn't mean there aren't things to talk about. We're going to jump right in with Mike Singer, our Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. We are broadcasting on 960 AM WSBT, WSBTradio.com, and also on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel. Mike, let's begin with a guy, probably all we have to say is his first name, and Notre Dame football fans are going to know who we're talking about. But for everybody, Gerby Lambert, an elite offensive tackle, out of the Northeast, you have really done a great job of laying out his talents and his interest in Notre Dame. What is the latest on good old Gerby?
1: Yeah, the name that uh, we love, Gerby Lambert. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, this is an elite prospect, uh, number 51 overall player per the on-three industry ranking, number four offensive tackle in the country, listed at 6'6", six, six, 290 pounds. This is a big boy. Um is Gerby Lambert from a Catholic Memorial in the state of Massachusetts. Here's the latest. He had a rare interview with Andre's Chad Simmons uh, on Monday night, and the article went up Tuesday morning. Blueandgold.com subscribers, you can read the full article yourself, but w- I'll give you guys definitely one super interesting tidbit. Lambert said that Catholic Memorial – is, it has a very similar feel to Notre Dame, or I should say Notre Dame is a similar feel mm-hmm. to Catholic Memorial for him, right? He also officially visited Ohio State in June, and he mentioned in the article, Ohio State did not feel like Catholic <laughs> Memorial. and I, And I think some kids, they want to get away from that, right? It's like, oh, I've been going to Catholic school. Like, I don't want to go there anymore. I get the sense that Lambert was speaking that in a positive thing for Notre Dame, and I think a negative thing for Ohio State you know, this is a kid who hasn't gone out on the road a ton. His four out-of-state – or excuse me, he's, he's left the state of Massachusetts twice for college visits, Notre Dame and Boston College. Excuse me, Notre Dame and Ohio State official visits. The other two official visits were in state, Boston College and Harvard. I get the sense, Darren, that Notre Dame is at the top, and he even said in the article another tidbit, Notre Dame is the team to beat, quote-unquote. Hmm. I think the better question for Lambert – is who's number two. I, I think it's pretty clear that Notre Dame is the team to beat for Gerby Lambert. Um, and I, I, liked him to make a decision sometime in the next month. Um, so it, it's looking pretty good for Notre Dame. I mean, it's not done. Right. I mean, he could have a, a change of heart and be like, no, I really want to stay home. I'll, i I want to go to Boston college or, Harvard can't believe we're talking about Harvard seriously with the you know five-star caliber recruit but that's kind of where we're at like Notre Dame looks pretty clearly the top school for Gerby Lambert I think the only thing that pulls him away from that right now is if he has some last minute yeah I want to stay close to home like that's super important to me we saw that with Isaiah Canyon right committed to Notre Dame it was for, what, just two months, less than two months, and then he decommits out of nowhere because he wants to stay close to home and two days later commits to Georgia Tech. Like, that's the only thing, I think, where he doesn't end up at Notre Dame. But with recruiting Darren, you kind of predict the unpredictable. Um, or I, I, I should say that you, you're nervous about the unpredictable nature of recruiting. But otherwise, I mean, this looks pretty good for Notre Dame. And if, if the Irish are able to land Gerby Lambert, that is huge for the 2024 class. Like Justin Scott, sure, you would have liked to have him. Elijah Rushing, you know, some of these, you know, top talent. But you get Gerby Lambert, I mean, this 2024 class, you got the quarterback you want C.J. see, Jay Carr, and then you get the, you know, Notre Dame's top, the top offensive ta- tackle target on their board this entire cycle. You get him. I mean, what's there to complain about?
2: And we can almost go a little big picture if Gerby picks Notre Dame. Your guy, Joe Alts, going to go to the draft more than likely. It would be a shock if he doesn't. Blake Fisher has a decision to make. He's a starting right tackle. If he believes he can be a left tackle at the next level, he might stick around and play left tackle. Gerby Lambert's a guy that can play left or right tackle, right? So it gives a lot of versatility to Notre Dame in 2024.
1: Yeah, and we, we've talked about this before, Darren. You don't often, you know, when you're referring to a uh, high schooler, be like, yeah, I think he could play – or, or, or offensive tackle, sure. right, coming in as a, as a true freshman. You don't often say, oh, I think he could uh, think he could play as a true freshman, especially at a place like Notre Dame. But uh, I've said before and I'll say it again, I, I think Irving Lambert is, is that type of talent. Um now i don't think you, you count on him as a true freshman right. starter it would be a, a definite added bonus um but uh this would be it would be huge for the future but it, yeah like you said it could also be a big benefit to the 2024 season as well
2: all right so that's mike talking about gerby lambert let's move along to some top recruits who are going to be coming to south bend at the end of the month, uh, before high school football starts, great time to get some visits done. And give us an idea of some of the great talents that might be coming through South Bend.
1: Yeah, the end of July, um, really since Freeman got to Notre Dame as defensive coordinator, I'm sure they did something like that before that point. Uh, but it seems like since Freeman got here, this there, there's a date at the end of July where Notre Dame just has a big recruiting events um, and it's mainly geared towards the next class. So players going into their junior year of high school, there will be some seniors, rising seniors. Like I think there's going to be a few Notre Dame commits, but again, it's really geared because that class is mainly finished. Um, again, they might take four more guys in the 2024 class. Um, so it's a big unofficial day. It's July 30th for Notre Dame. And I wanted to share five names for notre dame that will be visiting on that day jerome bettis jr again you can guess who the senior is there <laughs> uh six 185 pounds wide receiver from from woodward academy haven't logged the prediction yet i i have my own reasons um uh, which i can you know share at a later date for why i haven't yet but darren pretty much formality for my my prediction there i know people are just you know, at the edge of their seats, waiting for Mike Singer to put in predictions. It's the most interesting thing in the world. Um, but seriously, I, I I really like Notre Dame to land Jerome Bettis Jr. It's interesting, Darren. Like Notre Dame is still looking for that third 2024 wide receiver. They're like you can project what they're going to do in 2025. I, I mean, Jerome Bettis, Cooper Perry, Derek Meadows. There's I think Notre Dame leads for all three of those guys, and I think they might actually land all three, interestingly enough. I've already logged predictions for Perry and Meadows to end up at Notre Dame. I think Bettis is a uh, fairly safe bet, so that, that could be your three-man receiver class. But then you could also add Talon Taylor um, from Chicago to that group, the number 58 overall player, number 10 receiver. Maybe Notre Dame takes four in the class. It's, it's pretty early to start talking about you know, projected takes. Uh, but Talon Taylor will be visiting that July 30th barbecue cookout event, again, Bettis will as well. Taylor uh, being in, uh, you know, a Chicagoland kid, highly ranked. Notre Dame offered him in March as, as well as, as Bettis. You would love to see Notre Dame land. Um, this type of talent, uh, Gabe Kaminsky, another Chicago prospect from Nazareth Academy, uh, a four-star player, Notre Dame in pursuit of him. Um, listed as six three two fifteen, 215, someone who's, you know, I think that might be an outdated height weight. Like this kid's getting bigger and bigger. Notre off for him in March, and uh, I think this will be his third or fourth visit to campus. Um, so another Chicago prospect to keep an eye on. I think we talked last week or the week before, Darren, about Justin Thurman, uh, a, a four-star running back out of Tampa Jesuit. I logged a prediction for him recently. He he tells me that he's planning to be, um, you know, on campus for that date. Former high school teammate of Christian Gray. Um, you know, when Thurman was living in St. Louis before moving to Florida, also knows freshman running back Jeremiah Love really well. So that St. Louis connection is interesting. Again, he, he's listed as a Florida guy, but this would be a St. Louis pipeline and continuing that for Notre Dame. And and then uh, actually, sorry, just four, Darren. Just just uh, okay, just four of the the guys that we have a full list going at blueandgold.com. You can check out.
2: All right, very good. You know with this pipeline in St. Louis, you got to make a trip and do a little MLS game on the side with the way things are going.
1: Oh, you know I lo- you know I'm going to do that. Yeah. How,
2: how about a 2024 prediction, Mike? What do you have for us?
1: Okay, so this one's interesting. It is 2024 prediction. It's also kind of 2026. Hmm. So it's for Davis Andrews, we've talked about Darren from American Fork, Utah. Three star across the board. I think this kid's very underrated. I, I love this kid's game. So I did log the prediction. And the long story short, he is taking a Mormon mission trip. He graduates from high school in December and then he's taking a two year trip. So he would be what, 19, 20 years old. And then when he's done with that trip, at that point, he would come back to Notre Dame as a, you know, again, 19 or 20 year old, true freshman. So pretty interesting, um, like Hanukia is coming back after doing his two-year mission, and as far as I'm told, he's actually going to return to Notre Dame. It's kind of the downside with this, like if – or when the kids come back from the grocery trip, they're basically a high school recruit again. Like they can go anywhere they want. Um, so that's a little bit of the downside, but the upside being you're getting a you know 19- or 20-year-old kid with four years of eligibility, like that's that's – you're, I mean, that's you're more developed as a human, right? Like yeah. at that age, so um, it's kind of like a a win-win scenario for Notre Dame. Like you really, you know, there's not a whole lot of loss here. So I did log the prediction. You know, he wouldn't count towards Notre Dame's 2024 class numbers. He'd Count towards 2026, actually. Um, so yeah, and I do from talking to sources, I do gather that Notre Dame is the team to beat here. It's either Notre Dame or or, or Utah. Um, So, at least from what I gathered, but one headlong to prediction, it could happen this summer. That verbal commitment might happen into the fall, but I I think regardless, I think Davis Andrews ends up at Notre Dame,
2: and he's locked in as a safety prospect.
1: Yes, yeah, you know he's interesting. He's a he's pretty big kid. I I could see him playing rover. Okay, uh, but uh, yeah, Notre Dame recruiting him as a safety.
2: Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. So between now and signing day in December, I want to ask you about the Notre Dame coaching staff and who has the biggest assignment, maybe the most to do, most babysitting. You can kind of take this whatever direction you want to go. So let's go offense and defense. Let's begin on the offensive side of the football, Mike. Which of the Notre Dame assistants do you feel like has the biggest assignment between now and signing day in December?
1: See, okay, from a recruiting perspective, yes. right? That's what <sighs> offense has got to be. Good Dooley, or um, well, I mean, I guess you could throw in Jerry Parker because, like, hey, he's the offensive coordinator. Like, sure. you got to show your chops as a recruiter. Um, but I would still probably lean Gaduli, like, show me what you got at this quarter. But you inherited CJ Carr, and you said between now and signing day, right? Correct. I would say, yeah, it's Gaduli because it's either, hey, are you, and I'm looking at that 2025 thought. Absolutely. I'm about 2024. Can you land one of these top guys in 2025? Can you get Deuce Knight? Because that 2025 board really looks like Deuce Knight. There's a kid, Bear Bachermeyer from, um, from Southern California who, who you know, good really likes, but hasn't formally offered yet. Like, show me your chops there or it's Joe Rudolph. Um, you know, if Notre Dame lands, Gerby Lambert, like kudos to, to Joe Rudolph. But honestly, it's kind of Notre Dame is recruiting a bit of I I don't want to take anything away from Rudolph, but I think that Notre Dame is recruiting itself for Gerby Lambert. Like it's much more about the fit than any coach. Um, so I would probably lean though. And I'm looking at these two guys to show me what you could do for not only finishing up 2024 for, for Rudolph, but what you can do for 2025? So I guess I'll go Rudolph, um, to give you an actual answer. And then defense, I would say just because the, the, the heat that this guy gets on the interweb <laughs> is, is out Washington, um, can you go flip Justin Scott from my state? Can you get him back on campus? I think like if, if Scott does visit Notre Dame again, I think Irish fans will be fired up just be like, all right, you're, you're still fighting for us. You know, even if Notre Dame doesn't even flip on I, I still think there would be like a, all right, you're one of us. Like you're, you're not giving up here. At least that's, that's what I, that's how I would feel from a Notre Dame perspective. Um, I, you could th- definitely make an argument, Darren, for Al Golden, the Rams' defense coordinator. He's another guy who uh, the two Al's just getting heat um, for their recruiting efforts. But I would still say Al Washington. Pretty good defensive line class. Cole Mullins, I was talking to a source today. Notre Dame loves Cole Mullins, the you know, this uh, you know the kind of freak athlete, uh, defensive lineman, linebacker at the high school level that are recruitment as a Viper. Um, from the Atlanta area yeah Notre Dame loves him thinks he's going to be an absolute freak show and shoot up the rankings he's a three-star across the board but again Notre Dame sources think he's going to skyrocket but uh so again it's it's a pretty good defensive line class but for all of just the the heat that our Washington gets like what can you still do in 2024 and then get off to a, a good start in 2025 I already have Davion Dixon committed a beefy interior defensive lineman but other schools are still recruiting him can you hold on to him what else can you do in 2025 and and can you maybe even flip Justin Scott so all eyes on Al Washington
2: Mike it's one of those situations it's not Al Washington's job to make the fans happy although when you get the big fish the fans are happy in an indirect way of course but his job is to put together the best class possible so it almost feels like Yes, he can make the class better or the 25 class even better, but this is almost more about perception right now to try to get the fan base to turn their thoughts on the possibilities that he can get that elite talent. You know where I'm going with that?
1: Yeah, what was even the original
2: question, though? Which guy had the biggest assignment on the defensive side of the football between now and signing day?
1: Yeah, so I mean, we're just looking for content, right? I mean, it's not like Al Washington's. Re- Maybe he is, but I, I don't think he's just scrolling through his tweet, you know, his Twitter notifications <laughs> and being like, "Oh man, I gotta do really well because no. of the, 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 the backlash," you know. So, yeah, I mean, for for the sake of content, it's Al Washington. But I, I mean, people ask me like, "Hey, do you think he's on the, you know, the the hot seat?" I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He could be for all. I mean. But I mean, it's, it's just, we're, it's, is off season fodder, you know, this is the fourth topic to wrap it up.
2: And and this is a horrible question. What's that? Go go ahead. Uh, You know, it's, it's good. It's good
1: fodder. Yep.
2: It's a good discussion,
1: but, um, I mean, you could really argue any of the guys, I mean, I can make an argument for any of the coaches on staff, why they have the biggest assignment, you know, but, um,
2: Well, this is a horrible analogy, but I'm thinking with the way you describe the class Al's put together in this upcoming cycle, they've got some Mercedes Benzes, but uh, the fan base is looking for the Ferrari and the Lamborghini, basically. See where we're going there? I mean, it's a good, good group. It's all the positions. I mean, but
1: Al Washington just gets the most heat. There's just always, Darren, there's always that one coach. You know, it's been Adele Alexander, it's been Jeff Quinn, so it's... It's always one of the coaches, and justified or not, you know. Like I think a lot of the heat that Dell Alexander got was justified. I always liked Dell Alexander; and thought he he worked hard. He just didn't succeed as a recruiter. That there he had. I mean, that 2022 class before those decommitments, C.J. W- C.J. Williams and Marion Walker, um, and and obviously Tobias. I mean, that was a fantastic. Yeah. But I I think if he signs those three guys, he's still at Notre Dame. Hmm. Um, but he doesn't, you know, and it doesn't work out and he, and he gets like a, you know, Jeff Quinn recruited like Fisher and Joe So I mean, there's some, you know, sometimes it's, it's warranted. Sometimes it's not, um, yeah, and, 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 this, this year it's, it's out Washington. And, and I think to a slightly lesser extent, it's, it's out golden as well.
2: Okay. Very good. So, Mike, we're less than a couple of weeks away from the start of Notre Dame football camp, so Blue and Gold Illustrated has everybody covered in the coming weeks at blueandgold.com.
1: Yeah, we'll have the coverage of that big recruiting weekend on our website, and, uh, yeah, we'll have a good bit of boots on the ground. I think at most practices, if you include a photographer, we'll have <laughs> five five reporters there. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's definitely the place to be over at blueandgold.com. Always good discussion on our Loose Emoji message board. So, uh, yeah, always uh, always check out the website, see what promos we have going on. We would love to have you.
2: All right, blueandgold.com is the place to go and get subscribed to Blue and Gold Illustrated. And he is Mike Singer, the Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com, joining us every Tuesday to talk Notre Dame football recruiting. Always enjoy the visit. I've got some vacation time next week, so how about we do it again in two weeks? Sounds good, my friend. Thank you very much. That's Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, blueandgold.com, and And more sports speed coming up in a moment on 960 AM WSBT. And, of course, we are streaming live at wsbtradio.com and on our free WSBT radio app.